Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusseau. And today we are doing a live Q&A in my free Facebook group. So anybody that is tuning in, if you have not already joined the free Facebook group, make sure you are doing that because we are going through a live Q&A. We are going to be taking questions from the free group. So if you're tuning in anywhere else, make sure you're sending me a message. You're asking about how you can get in the group so that you can make sure that you get your questions answered on the Q&A as well. Appreciate all of you guys as you tune in. now. Let's get to the question. So the first question that we had in the Q&A this week is, should I train every energy system every week? Now, the main thing here that you want to remember is if you try to become a master of everything, you become a master of nothing. So what I mean when I say that is, excuse me, what I mean when I say that is when you're training your energy systems, the things you need to focus on is making sure that you're putting concentrated time into improving one system. So does this mean that you can't do multiple systems within one week? No. But if you're trying to hit all of them all the time, then you're not truly putting 100% into any of them. And as a result, you're not going to get the improvements that you hope to make. So what I want you guys to think about when it comes to the conditioning work is focusing in on one system at a time. So in your off season, the primary focus should be the aerobic system. And there's a number of different ways that you can hit that. But as you build up your aerobic system better and better and better, you're going to be able to get better results from it. And in turn, you're going to be able to transfer that into improved anaerobic power, improved speed, and improved conditioning coming into competition. So do not try to do them all at the same time. Focus in more on one and actually really focus on building that one before you get into the next one. So I hope that was helpful. Um, Next one, I got one coming in live in the group. Any ways to use resistance bands to improve punching power? Now, the big thing with this, guys, resistance bands, what I see a lot of athletes do, one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of athletes make is they take resistance bands, tie them to like a squat rack or whatever else they might tie them to, and you know, basically just mimic throwing a punch while having a resistance band attached to them. And the problem with this is you're changing the mechanics of your punch. People think, you know, I'm throwing a punch, but it's resisted. So that's going to put more power behind it. But the problem is when you're actually just throwing a punch in a fight, you don't have that resistance pulling you back. So when you're at full extension with that resistance band, think about how you want to pull your hand back And think about the direction that the resistance band is going to pull you. If it's not the same, then you're changing the mechanics of how you punch. You're teaching your body to do something that you don't actually want it to do. So will it potentially improve your power? Yeah, potentially. But 
the way that you're actually going to improve your power and improve your ability when it comes to the sport is get strong. If you're using resistance band like that, but you're not lifting weights two to three times a week, you are missing the fucking boat. And I will say that until I'm blue in the face. So as you start to improve your strength, then you can start to add plyometric work in. So that's medicine ball throws, that's box jumps, that's you know any other type of just plyometric explosive exercise. And the reason that that's going to be better for you, even though it's not mimicking a punch, is because you're actually improving the power coming out of every muscle up the chain that goes into that punch. You're not just throwing more punches, right? When we do our strength and conditioning work, we're building up the structures that allow you to put yourself in a you know better positions while you fight. Whereas if you just try to always mimic what you do when you fight, now you're building very, very, very specific muscles and you're missing out on all those stabilizers and all those other things that are going to actually come into play when you're in, when you're in the fight itself. So focus on strength and focus on plyometrics, not just throwing more punches with different types of resistance. It's the same reason when I post anaerobic conditioning sessions and people ask me, hey, can I do this with punches on a bag? It's like, yeah, you can, but why not just give those muscles a little bit of a break? Like you're throwing thousands of punches in your week already. So instead of just throwing a lot more and trying to work really hard with punches on a bag and probably throwing technique out the fucking window, do it on an air bike where you only have to focus about being explosive. And then when you come back to the bag, you're focused on your technique and you're focused on actually improving things that are going to help you when it comes to the fight. So good question. Um, but I hope that was helpful. And that actually kind of takes away from the second question that I had written down from this week, which was what is the best way to build power in your punches and your kicks? So the same idea, and I'm just going to reinforce it one more time very quickly. We're not going to go too deep. When you are trying to build power in your punches and your kicks, power comes from strength and power comes from explosiveness. Now, yes, Obviously, working on technique is going to help you improve your power. If you're more efficient in the way that you punch, you're going to be able to put more behind it. But if your body is stronger and your body is more powerful, you are going to be able to put more behind your punches. So get strong and then focus on plyometrics through the full body. So that's explosive plyometrics in the lower body, med ball, different types of med ball throws in the upper body, and just focus on improving your ability to be explosive. And then when you take that improved ability to be explosive and you put it specifically behind the actions that you need within the sport, so throwing your punches, throwing your kicks, those are going to be more explosive as well. All right. Next question that I got was, is it better when training the aerobic system to do circuit work or to do steady state? Now, I post a bunch of different aerobic circuits all the time and a bunch of different types of workouts that can hit the aerobic system. And the important thing to keep in mind when we're doing this is it's not that one is better than the other. It's going to hit it differently. So if you're doing a circuit where you're focused on being a little, you're focused on keeping a little bit higher of a pace and you're you know doing different types of exercises that's probably going to be a little harder on the body than just a steady state session on a bike but both are going to hit 
that system very well. So the real key isn't do one or do the other. It's mix it up. You know, one aerobic session, do a steady state session. One aerobic session, do a circuit that's a little higher paced and trying to maintain that. Having those little breaks within every minute as well, you know, doing 50 seconds of work and 10 seconds of rest, you're still going to be hitting the aerobic system because the amount of sets that you're doing is going to make it an aerobic session because the breaks are very minimal, but you're going to be able to hit that aerobic system a little differently and a little bit higher of a pace, which is just going to help you that much more. So the next one that we had is how do you best balance training with a busy schedule? This one's fun. So balancing training with a busy schedule. The biggest thing, and this is a lesson that I've had to learn a couple times over the last couple of years, like for those that are tuned in on the Instagram live, my Instagram account, I think I've got 12.6 thousand followers right now. Three months ago, I had 1,200. So it's like that's popped over the last few months. And now the reason it popped is because I've been steadily working at it over the last number of years. But that really just started exploding over the last couple of months. So that's added a lot because I've been doing a lot more with those accounts. I've been you know, working with a lot more clients. The business has gotten busier, which don't get me wrong absolutely thrilled and absolutely overjoyed that that's happening because I know that the work we're doing is going to drastically impact a lot of careers, but that's made me have to manage my schedule better. And this is a question that I get a lot. And this is something that I work with my athletes on all the time. And when it comes to balancing training with a busy schedule, there's a couple of keys to remember. Number one, The answer to improved conditioning and improved abilities in your sport is not just more hours of training. It's what you get out of the hours that you do. So the first thing you've got to reframe in your mind is that you have to train more. Focus on what you can get out of the training that you can manage. And then the second thing is a lot of people are not nearly as busy as they think they are. So as soon as the business for me, for myself started getting busier, I started realizing where I was wasting time. You know, that extra hour of TV at the end of the night that I probably didn't need to be watching. You know, those 10 to 15 minutes between meetings that I was, you know, scrolling through my phone or watching a YouTube video. Where are you wasting time? You know, right now in your day and don't say nowhere because we're all wasting a little bit of time somewhere. And this is not coming from a place of superiority. I still absolutely have time that I'm not putting towards productive activities, too. But the thing you've got to remember is that if you are getting busy with, you know, school or work or whatever else it might be, but training and becoming an athlete is important to you. You've got to learn how to manage it. Too many athletes are too quick to say, well, you know, I would be training harder, but I'm just too busy with insert excuse here. And I get that life's busy. It's hard. But if you truly want to be a world champion, you truly want to reach these high levels like you're talking about tough shit. You've got to learn how to manage it. So by actually auditing your time and by actually figuring out, you know, I'm wasting an hour at the end of every night here. And, oh, you know, right now I get up at seven, but I could probably get up at six and get a little bit more in or, you know, whatever other areas, you know, that 30 minutes of sitting and scrolling on your phone that you do three to four times a day, that's 
an hour and a half to two hours out of your day that you're wasting. So the first place to manage your time is to figure out where you're wasting your time. And then once you've actually done that, the next key is going to be actually scheduling out your days. I wish I could bring it up right now, but my Google Calendar is built out to the minute from the moment I wake up at four o'clock in the morning all the way to when I finish work at about seven, eight o'clock at night. That day is built out. And yeah, sometimes there are breaks in it, but that day is built out. And the reason those days are so clearly marked out is because now I avoid wasting time thinking, what do I have coming up next? I just know. At 11.15, I have my podcast. After my podcast, I have a 12 o'clock mastermind call with my business coaches. After the business coaching call, I have a work block. And then so part of my morning routine every morning is planning out what work needs to get done during those open work blocks that I have in my day. So when your schedule is busy, audit your time, figure out where you're wasting your time. And then where once you figure out where you're wasting your time, the biggest thing you need to figure out then is how to schedule your time better so that you can avoid those little breaks in the middle of the day where you're like, oh, fuck, what do I have coming up next? What am I doing now? Right. And then just by doing that, you can better plan out your days. And then by by better planning out your days, you're going to avoid missing things. And not only are you going to avoid missing things, but when you get to training, you're not at training, spending all your time thinking about oh shit, do I have to do groceries tonight or what else do I have coming up this evening? You know. So like for myself as an example, groceries is every Saturday. Meal prep is every Saturday. Filming for social media is every Sunday. My workouts are every Monday through, or sorry, every Sunday through Friday. So I don't train on Saturday mornings. Every other day, I'm coming, I'm, I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm at the gym by 5.30. But because it's so routine, I'm able to get more in in my day without missing things. So I hope that helps. I hope that gives you a good start. Um, So guys, that was the last one that I had from the group, but I'm seeing some, uh, but I'm seeing some questions roll in on the Instagram account. So I'm going to go through a couple more of those as well. So I'm just going to scroll all the way up first. So Chris, how can one increase cardio efficiency and do general training with knocked knees and flat feet. I have them, but I've trained them to function almost like normal. So if you've trained them to function almost like normal, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not an expert in knock knees or flat feet. So I wouldn't be able to give you very, very specific things here. But if there's exercises that you've done that have helped you, you know, improve how your knees and how your feet are working. The, my best advice would be keep on those exercises. Even if they're functioning almost as normal, you want to make sure you keep doing those because if you stop doing those exercises, you're going to start losing that ability within, uh, you're going to start losing that range of motion or, you know, that's, they're going to start to regress. So you want to make sure that you keep doing those exercises And then also just work with your body, man. It's like if you're trying to train your third hour of the day and your knees or your feet are really giving you shit, understand that third hour, probably not a good idea. I need to go home. I need to let my body recover so that I can come back tomorrow, right? Again, we've said this a couple times in this podcast already, but it's not about the hours you put in. It's about what you get out of those hours. So if you're trying to train for the third, fourth hour of the day and your body's just given up on you 
then that third or fourth hour that you're trying to do isn't going to be that useful. And as a result, just going home and letting your body recover is going to do a lot more for you. Uh, how to maintain pace. So I'm assuming you mean like steady pace throughout the duration of a fight. And the best way to maintain that is aerobic system work and then strength in the beginning. So basically this is where everything starts from. So a lot of these Q and a questions when they're about training, they are going to get a pretty similar answer because a lot of fighters that I know aren't lifting weights. And if you're not lifting weights, then your body is not as strong as it should be. And if your body's not as strong as it should be, every movement you make is going to take more energy. And if every movement you make takes more energy, you have less energy to maintain your pace at a higher level. So if you have that strength foundation, you're already lifting two to three times a week, steadily getting stronger. Then it comes down to the aerobic system. And the aerobic system, there's tons of videos on my page to help directly with that. But the main thing is steady pace for 20 to 30 minutes of work um, and 20 to 30 minutes of work and have that two to three times per week. And that's going to be a really good start. Now, trying to find the next question here. So this one, Maz, uh, honestly, I don't know enough about uh, I don't know enough about this. The question is, does sperm release make you weak in the cage? I've heard it does. What should you do in this situation? I honestly don't know enough about that. Um, I've heard some rumors of that. I've also heard a lot of people talking about how it's bullshit. So I don't want to really give an opinion one way or the other because I couldn't really give you an honest answer. I will say I do think a lot of people put a lot more worry into things like that than needed. Like if you're not lifting weights two to three times a week, getting strong, doing all the right things when it comes to training, diet, nutrition, and all of that, I really don't think this is where your concern needs to lie. But if every other area is dialed in, your strength and conditioning is on point, your nutrition's on point, your recovery's on point, all of those things down the ladder are dialed in, this might make a difference. Again, I don't know that it does or not. I don't have that information. But my advice would be first, like my advice would be, this is not the first place to be thinking about. First, I'd make sure everything else is dialed in. You know, your training is consistent. You're consistently getting stronger. You're consistently improving your skills. You're recovering well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when all of those things are dialed, like they could not be better, that's when you start to look into different things like this. I hope that makes sense. Um, when trying to move up a weight class, should I up my lifting to more than two to three times a week? So I had, funny enough, I had another question come in right at the same time that said, how do I bulk as a fighter? So when it comes to moving up a weight class, there's a couple of different schools of thought. When I've worked on this with athletes of mine, what we've done is, and like what I would really recommend you do is take time, not away from fight training, but away from fighting. Because the way that you're going to be able to succeed at that higher weight class is being in shape. And what a lot of people do is they move up a weight class and they basically just stop taking as close care of their nutrition. And that is not the way to do it. Because if you're bulking up, you need to make sure you're bulking up with muscle, you're bulking up with lean tissue so that you can actually stay strong and powerful at the weight class above and you're not just fat at the weight class above.
So you don't necessarily need more than those regular three times a week of lifting, but that's when we would shift into a little bit more of a bodybuilding focus. And now when I say bodybuilding focus before I have people flip out, I'm not saying be a bodybuilder. What I'm saying is focus on building strength and size. So improve, you know, increasing your reps and increasing your volume to like doing sets of kind of 10 to 12 range and then still doing your fight training, but then taking a good amount of time, like take six months to focus on your nutrition and focus on just getting bigger and getting stronger. And then when you take that six months and you can put on that amount of that chunk of that chunk of muscle, then we've got to make sure that we're not losing your mobility, you're not losing your speed, and you're actually improving your power. So yes, focus on getting bigger, focus on getting stronger within those three lifting sessions per week, focus on a caloric surplus in your nutrition, and then just make sure that you're not letting go of your mobility. You're not stopping the stretching routines, the mobility work that you're doing, and you should be able to bulk up while maintaining yourself as an athlete. All right. Uh, Alex versus Yuri. That's a super interesting one. Honestly, I haven't thought enough about it to, uh, to really give, to really give an answer. Um, and then bro, does deadlifts give KO power? I mean, not directly, like you're not just going to do deadlifts and then be a knockout artist, but it's a good lower body strength exercise. That's going to help you improve your power for sure. You do deadlifts, you keep getting stronger. Your lower body connects better with your upper body. And then you keep training the actual like techniques behind the punches and the kicks and everything. You'll be more powerful if you are stronger, but it's not necessarily you have to do deadlifts to improve your power. Uh, see if there's any other questions. Improving balance. Anish, can you elaborate on that a little bit? When you say improving balance, are you talking like, you know, are you falling down while you're while you're fighting or like what's what's going on because as a rule a lot of that's going to come down to technique if you you know if you improve your technique you're going to move more efficiently if you're moving more efficiently you're going to be off balance a lot less so yeah guys that is it that is all i gotta get running that is another episode of friday q a i hope you guys got some good stuff out of that i hope you learned something if you did i would love to know what it was i would love to know what you're taking away I appreciate you all for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And as always, I will catch you on the next episode.